Welcome to Fort Drama Goal. We've got the Browns being the Browns. We've got a snow game, and we even got a guest in the house. We're about to hit you in the mouth like a can of hard lemonade. Let's do this. All righty. I'm your host, Kurt. And I'm your other host, Dick. And today we've got a guest with us. Um, his name is Cousin Eddie. We're just going to call him Eddie, though, for this one. So, nah, Cousin fuck Ed- that. Every family has a Cousin Eddie. It feels more comfortable. Hey, I think I've been the Cousin Eddie once or twice. Um, cousin Eddie, why don't you go and introduce yourself, sir? How's it going, fellas? Y'all doing all right? Yeah, man. Glad to have you. It's our Definitely first nice. guest ever on the show, so we are honored, and so are you. We got bored of talking to each other. <laughs> Thanks for having me, fellas. I appreciate it. And like every good relationship, we're bringing a, th- a third into the threesome, so we're going to make this a little Ooh. interesting tonight. I was going to try to avoid that just for the reaction that I had on my face when I hear you say it, so I'm <laughs> glad you did that. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, we got a lot to talk about as I'm watching this Sunday night football game. Uh, lots of playoff spots wrapping up, but before we get into all that, why don't you hit us up with the social media, Dick, late on us. All right, so Drammers, big news. Top of the hour, fresh off the presses. We actually... Like four hours ago, wasn't it? Yeah, like five hours ago, I think we went live. So we actually have a website. Um, Kurt and I decided to get a little bit more legitimate up in this BH. And we have a new website. It is fourth dram and goal. That is four T H G R A M A N D G O A L dot com. What you'll see there is some insight into our podcast. You can stream straight from there. You can go ahead and link over to your favorite podcasting services. You can even catch us on the Insta right there. So don't forget to follow us. We're four T H. D-R-A-M, 4th Dram on the Instagram. And of course, you can always pop over and visit us on Facebook. Uh, that's 4th Dram and Goal. So is there any uh, dick pics on there, Dick? Uh, yeah, we put all of our dick pics on there. That's great. You do you do have a very good collection of dick pics uh, that you've posted, and you've done a very good job controlling the social media aspect of this. Hey, we're trying to get more followers, man. We actually, I even forgot about this. We hit our Hot Fire 100 followers on instagram may not be a big deal to a lot of people i actually checked my sister's instagram and apparently she has like 1200 followers and she's a 20 year old kid so i feel less relevant but more relevant at the same time it's still real to me damn it dude we start at the bottom now we're here you still you remember that wrestling video that's a anyway yes before i get into that what's in your glass dick so um, this is going to start a, an interesting journey for us tonight because um, I have con- some conspiracy theories lined up because what I'm drinking, you really can't find out a lot about on the interwebs. Um, I am actually drinking Broken Fence Single Barrel 95 Proof, and this is cons- Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, mm. and this is, from what I can find, only available at your local specs. Um, I picked it up once there before, and I picked up another bottle. Allegedly, there's a lot of allegations out there, so I don't know what's true and what's not. This is supposed to be comparable to the Blanton's mash bill, but cannot confirm nor deny. So that is what I'm drinking tonight, getting a little bit uh, aluminum hat on there for you. Just what I needed in my life, another conspiracy theory. Great. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and be a polite host. Uh, Cousin Eddie, what do you got in your glass? So I am a noob to the whiskey game. Uh, I'm drinking some Weller Special Reserve. So keeping it simple, 
dig kind of expanded my, my palate a little bit. Um, so just trying to see a little bit what's out there and keeping it simple tonight. I love it. I love it. That is one of my favorites. If our drammers remember, I am a weeder bitch and I will try to make everybody around me a weeder bitch because how can you not love the sweet, sweet taste of wheat in your mouth? Weed? Wheat, but I mean... Oh, I, sorry. I, I didn't want to... I'm not going to not say weed. All right. So appreciate uh, Cousin Eddie dropping in there. Um, I'm a fan of the Weller Special Reserve. So I appreciate it. One to you, brother. All right, Kurt. I think you're probably going to outshine both of us, man. What you got? Well, dude, I had to. You were bragging about it. So I had to go get me a bottle of it. I've got what you uh, had in your glass the last episode. I went and got the Jack Daniels single barrel special release Tennessee rye whiskey Uh, with high expectations, of course, because of what you told me. Now I will stick to our traditional outline, our long tradition of about two episodes and give you the nose and the palate as I go. But I will, I will tell you, as I showed you, I've already broken into half of this bad boy. And over the weekend, it like exploded online, like Facebook, Instagram, everybody's posting pictures of it. So I'm glad to tell you what I think of it. Unlike you, I was already a JD fan before all this. So I'm more of a ride or die person myself. Unlike you, you newbie bastard. Oh, hold up. I'm a ride or die. I just, you know, when you wrong me once, it's hard for me to get back with you. Nope. Don't give me the clap twice. I've I've gotten drunk listening. Oh, I've done that before. I've gotten drunk listening. Once. Yes. You hey, hey, so. hey, fool me once, all right? Uh yeah. We know my Frank Sinatra obsession. So there's nothing wrong with some JD. So I'm curious, man. What are you getting on the nose? On the nose. Now I told you what happened, right? I opened this glass up, had a sip, and I was worried. Oh yeah. I thought we were gonna have another case of some other whiskeys this year, 2020 held, held up to it. its trend. I'm not going to because it wasn't the only one, but several whiskeys that just didn't live up to it. And I was like, great, I'm ending the year with the same thing. Well, you have to remember, you newbies, if you're drinking a 131 proof, you've got to open up the palate. I mean, am I right, Dick? Oh, I right. completely agree. You usually got to let her breathe, too. Yeah. Uh, so... Gave it a couple hours, opened up with another whiskey first, and then it was completely different. Anyway, I'll start with the nose. I don't want to give it all the way right now. Raisins, dark cherries, a little bit of cinnamon on the initial nose. After a while, when it opens up, start getting a lot more of the classics, vanilla. Um, but yeah, a really good nose. That's interesting that you got that on the nose. I did get cherries, but I also got like chocolate banana and like a little bit of like charred oak on there too. And I think that's that kind of classic Jack Daniels taste you talked about, but it doesn't sound like yeah. you got that. Yeah. Somebody mentioned bananas on all the other Jack Daniels bottles. I don't know if I've ever gotten, I'd say maybe on the heritage bottle, yeah. uh, but mm, other Jack Daniels, I wouldn't say banana was out there, but um, yeah. Hey, I'm curious though. Um, what was the proof on yours exactly? Do you have it? Yes, I have it right here, and it was 131.9. Okay, it's interesting. So, mine's 133.1, and they are single barrels and they are barrel proof. So, 
I'm curious. Like now I kind of want to try your bottle and want to have you try mine. Yeah, well, that's not going to fucking happen. So because uh, this ain't lasting. I will tell you that. <laughs> All right. So because you did it. I'm going to give the nose on this broken vents. So I get pretty much all the classic vanilla, classic cinnamon, um, you know, a little bit of faint um, barrel spice in there. And I don't know if this is just me recently, but like, like kind of a sweet dill kind of thing going on. All in all, if from what I can remember looking back at my notes, this does kind of compare on the nose to Blanton's. Keep in mind, like Blanton's is like a 93 point something. This is a 95 proof. But because this is actually owned or distilled on the bottle by Windship Company or Windship Company Distillery, which is, if you look it up, a subsidiary of Buffalo Trace. Subsidiary, the big one of the night to start us off. Continue. <laughs> there, There is some chance in the conspiracy theory that it, it may be a Blanton's derivative. So we'll see. Any way you could work Blanton's into that conversation. All right. But I do want to... I mean, this is going to be a longer episode. We know that. But I want to give Cousin Eddie a little bit of uh, opportunity here to give us a nose of that Weller Special Reserve. There is no wrong answer, sir. This is part of the fun. Tell us what you're getting, man. So I'm going to be straight up with you here. I don't even have my stuff in a Glencairn right now. I'm drinking out That's of a right. damn rocks glass. Almost a glass mug. <laughs> it's a rocks glass. You're uh, good. So I get a, a little, it's, some, it's somewhat smooth. But I also feel like kind of creamy. So maybe some vanilla. All right. Totally off there. That's just the first thing that hits my nose. But towards the end, I feel like it. Towards the end, I feel like it's kind of spice. But not a whole lot. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. All right, man. Is it a pleasant nose? Let me ask you that. Very pleasant because it goes down smooth. So the bottle's going to be gone by the end of nine. That's That's a 175 too, Big Daddy. Yeah. It's nice, smooth. And see, this is awesome having Cousin Eddie on here because at the end, towards the end of the episode, we're going to get more feedback on, you know, the perception of a uh, newbie in 2020 to the whiskey game. So, big day in the NFL. As I see Ryan Tannehill possibly crush Dick's fantasy dreams right now. He just took it to the house. I'm thinking 60, 50 yards. So, let me see the – how does that feel? The A&M, anyway, don't want to get into it. Uh, we'll save the A&M talk for later because I know you're going to get into that. Several wow. things that we can start with, and I'm going to go ahead and get us into the first topic. Tom Brady, he's in. Surprised, not surprised, worried there at all when he had the disaster of a game at New Orleans and the fourth down. I'm not worried, man. I mean, he's the GOAT. And I think what he's shown, and there's a lot of commentators out there that have already said this. So I don't want to, you know, reiterate what it's already been said. But he may not throw five out of five balls like he did when he was 25 years old, but he's throwing three out of five balls. Uh, he did yesterday. Oh, I know, I know, and that's what I'm getting to is you're not going to see him lights out every game, and I think that's just what you get with Tom. But at the end of the day, he does – come through in the clutch and that's what makes him the goat i I for years tried to deny it i for years decided tried to say tom brady wasn't a goat because i could not stand watching the patriots win because you couldn't stand him but not because he was not the goat (sighs) my biggest thing with tom brady is just the the any any player any nfl player he's awesome he no he is the one thing i was have held against him is the he's awesome oh jesus there we go 
Um, that he's he's awesome to watch. He has two rules named after him: the Tom Brady Tuck rule and the other quarterback rule. I he can't doesn't think. play in the slot T offense. Oh, Jesus Christ! All right. Apparently, I can't get a word in edgewise here today. Okay, go for it. Sorry, sorry. sorry. No, I mean, my big thing is just I didn't want to see the Patriots win, man. And I'm not I'm not being a some bitch about it long term. He is a goat. But what I'm saying is, you're not going to get 25, 28 year old Tom Brady every game, and that's okay. You're not going to get 28, 25 year old, you know, Tom Brady every every snap, every possession. But that's okay. That's still better than 90 percent of the quarterbacks out of there. Totally. Although three fifths is not ninety percent, but yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Yeah, uh, not surprised. I think they're exactly where they should be right now. I may have even said that on a previous episode. What are they? Ten and five, something like that. Something like that. Ten four, ten five. Yeah. Still, kind of worried with the inconsistency. I think they're at the point where they're. If they're the, representing the NFC in the Super Bowl, I'm not shocked. They're going to have to go through Green Bay and Seattle, even though Bay. they've already gone through Green Bay. Uh, but it's that was awesome. I mean, they pulled his ass in the first half because he just showed up, did work. Matthew Stafford, you know, the guy who's had the worst luck his whole career uh, because he's in Detroit, was out after like three passes. So kind of impressive, kind of an asterisk. I'll still give him props because he's 40 freaking years old. Uh, somebody put an awesome tweet yesterday and all of all people, it was Ryan leaf. Ryan leaf was like, Tom Brady is a year younger than me, barely. And he's throwing dimes in an NFL game while I'm pulling my calf muscle or hurting my back going for my morning hike. So that was awesome. Isn't Ryan leaf like a coach now somewhere? Can't remember. I, dude, I think you're right. And a little bit of shout out to Blaine Gabbert there, man. 143 yards and two touchdowns in the cleanup effort. But hey, still did his thing. What about you, Eddie? Did you happen to pick up that game? I did not, man. But I'm going to jump back real quick back to the Bucks. You're talking about Tom Brady kind of, it, it, it's annoying. To me, it's annoying. I've never been a big fan of Tom Brady, even though he's great haven't. and he's good as shit. Hey, just, he's annoyingly good. And any game that he plays in, no matter what he's doing, he comes out on top, and it's annoying because he's like when he plays the Cowboys. I love the Cowboys, and he destroys us every single time, and I hate it. Well, it's okay. I think every other team in the league can has that same feeling for the past decade or so. Yeah, except for maybe um, Eli Manning. That's another <laughs> thing. You can't give props where props are due. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. The end. And scene. You probably hated Michael Jordan too, didn't you, Dick? Not at all. Okay, moving on. <laughs> all right, so we had this on here before the games started today. Well, actually, I think before the Eagles blew it. Could the Eagles find a spot in the NFC East? No, they blew it today. <clears throat> What's more surprising, and I think to uh, Eddie's point here, dude, Cowboys actually might have a shot. Eddie, what do you think, man? Yes, sir. And, and this kind of goes back to the beginning of the season too. Cowboys, I feel like every year they should be taking it, right? They should go far or further and further every time, and something happens. But it's just, you know, I think right now, especially with the win that they had tonight, it, they have a very big shot. 
Hey, don't sound like me, man. Your bag of excuses. If every year you think you should take it, they should. <laughs> I always say the Cowboys. They, I am a Cowboys fan. The first four games and the last four games, the middle eight, make me want to go crawl in a hole and cry. You're you're absolutely right. But the talent that this is the thing. The talent I feel like that they have on the team. Yeah, they they've got a lot of of players in in the offensive line. They got to rebuild that thing. But they've got so much good talent on the team. And even though Dak's out, that we'll get to that later. But I feel like they should they should be at the top every year. And there's something that just kind of gets in the way. Something happens, right? And it's I don't know if you want to call it bad luck, you whatever you want to call it. But they should not be down every season. They should be up at the top. And I don't know for some reason right now I feel like after this win they they're they're moving on up. So Kurt, you want to unpack that one because I knew you and I have talked about this a little bit in the past. Yeah, yeah, I'll chime in. Uh, what uh, what division are we talking about again? Uh, the NFC East. Okay. Yeah, I think we've uh, devoted enough time to that already. That's uh, that's enough. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> that's that's about it. That's about it. All I got to say on that one. Uh, somebody's got to be the piece of shit out of there that has a speck of glitter on it. I mean, somebody. Uh, let's see. In that league alone, you have the. Why did we draft a guy and so surprised we pissed off our starter? And <laughs> you had uh, the guy who enjoyed the strip club. Uh, you had Daniel Jones. Enough said there. So I can run really far and trip. Yeah, like Ryan Tannehill just didn't crush your fantasy year. Um, but I will say this. I'm sorry. How's that consolation bracket working for you? About as good as the Cowboys. Okay. I don't care who comes out of that division. The only cool thing from that division this year has been like, I hate that we talk about it so much. I hate that ESPN talks about it so much. The Alex Smith story is the highlight of the division this year. Fair enough. I wouldn't call Dax injury a highlight. I'd say that's very unfortunate, but even before then, what were they two and three? So it was going to be rough. It's not like they were going to just run away with the, you know, the best of the least uh, division. Uh, it, it is cool how it works out, though. So literally, if Philadelphia beats Washington next week, the Giants and Cowboys game, I think, is a winner take all, if I'm not mistaken. It is. I if, hope Alex. If Washington loses. I hope Alex Smith returns and it just adds to the story of what he's done this year. And that's the end of it. If he returns and they win, I mean, go for it. I mean, you could even talk about, we talked about this a little before we started, the uh, Dwayne Haskins saga. Let me get in and out, benched and restarted, and then benched again. He had two interceptions and a fumble today and then got replaced by, I'm going to, Taylor Heineke? Who the hell is that? Oh, Taylor Heineke from Old Dominion. Of course you know who that is. You Well, I do know because I Googled it right before we got on the air. Absolutely. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if you knew that beforehand. It happens. Don't be. I mean, you do know Nick Foles's origin story, so. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't know the great story of the big dick? Thing? Moving on. So the Browns are being the Browns. Dude, they're imploding right now. Th- does COVID? Is it a crutch for today? Is it a crutch or is it an excuse? Well, that would be the term for an excuse, Dick. Well, no, hold on. A crutch is something you continually lean on to get yourself through. An excuse is a rationale why something didn't happen. 
Cool. Sounds like you said the same thing, but I'll go ahead and ask Cousin Eddie. So then I'm going to go ahead and get away from Mr. Dick Shinari over here and ask Cousin Eddie, was the COVID receivers a excuse or rationale, whatever the hell Dick wants to call it? Was I mean, do you say that's legit? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it's not like it's a it's definitely a good it's a good excuse right it's a good it's a way to it's a rationale right so we're not going to say oh it's just a crutch right because i feel like a crutch is something that you continuously lean on time after time after time when something happens right and it's like oh this is this is why this is why it's a excuse it's it's not like it's a bad excuse right and i, f- I feel like this is a, a hard justification but it's a good excuse right there's a reason why something happened and the entire world's in the same position it's not like they can get out of it. It was something that happened and it's an, ex- it's a reason why it's a rationale to what, you know, to what happened. Right. It's, it's not like they just, I agree. Opted out and said, Hey, it's a, it's just a crutch. Right. Right. So you literally just went against my term for crutch earlier. So I like, I like what you did there. You agreed with me, but you agreed with Dick at the same time. Wonderful host. Sure. All right. Devil's, devil's advocate. Wonderful. Guest. There you go. Uh, there's always a cousin Eddie. So, so Dick, so you're what do you think? My dude, you know my feelings on this. Well, I, I had to like, listen to the Cowboys spiel again, so okay. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. I want to hear first of all, don't 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 hate on fucking cowboys. I want to hear Dick. All right, okay. There's too much to hate on. It's so you, easy. You can't tell me the cowboys don't have good potential. No, it's a spoil oh. of riches. It's a spoil no, they're like the, they're like my Knicks, baby. Trust the twenty-five year process or whatever whatever they're on now. So yeah, exactly. always potential it's a process. Hey, yeah. shout out to the All Knicks right, here, Dick. Watch the movie Soul and just skip to the minute twenty-nine and watch minute twenty-nine through thirty-one. Hilarious! It literally is. It's a ten-second clip, <laughs> and it's funny, dude. Um, all right, so my thoughts on this are twofold. First of all, getting COVID is something that no one can predict. You can put yourself in precarious situations and you can be as careful as you want, but it happens to the best of us, right? Um, But at the same time, the NFL has put protocols in place to ensure that if someone is positive, the likelihood for transmission is severely reduced by following these protocols. The kicker right, here is hold on, hold on, hold on cousin, let me finish. Cousin Eddie is a guest or Dr. Fauci? Because <laughs> I swear I'm getting to my point. Dr. Fauci, welcome to the show. If if this was the first time that it happened in the league, i.e., a room or a core of a certain component of your team basically transmissed across, then I would say, okay, you know what? So it happens. Look at the Denver Broncos quarterback room four years four weeks ago. Shit happens. Shit happens. They got put in a precarious situation. The Browns should have learned their lesson. They should have been following protocols, and they're, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. The Browns deserve a, I don't know if it's a karma kind of punishment, but they deserve, essentially, if they're not following the protocols, to be punished. You dick that one up. Wear uh, yeah, a damn mask. I, 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 I guess, yeah, you totally... You took your dick philosophy and you said, hold my beer. I'm going to dick it up more. I literally hold have my, that hold as a my t-shirt. Dick and watch this. <laughs> I knew exactly. I knew it was going to be. I knew it was a legitimate reason because when the news got released, you had the experts saying, uh-oh, 
Like, rut row Reggie. Jets just beat the Rams. This isn't going to be as easy as they thought. I will say this. I, I don't have the full stats from what I've got. I don't think they utilized Hunt, uh, Hunt and Chubbs as much as they should have. No, not at all. I think, you know, what was it? They tried to put the, the game in Mayfield's hand when nobody gets a ball. They got so exactly. They only had so many kids. So on that, I'd say that's your fault. But, you know, who knows? Uh, what else do we got? We're getting closer to the playoffs. Playoff pictures sitting out. We got some cool things. We've got the NFC Lee situation going on. The Browns basically win. They're in. The Steelers have clinched the playoffs. So I'm interested to see. They've. I'm sorry. They've clinched the division. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how much effort are they going to get into playing for just placing next week is basically what they're doing. I.e., are they trying to get home field advantage or not, right? Right. Um, So that's another situation. I'm I'm not 100% on the scenarios right now. I don't have them pulled up. Does it matter this year? That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how much the Steelers are going to say, oh, we've got it. We're limping into the playoffs with the three losses before – you know, do this we go balls to the wall? Do we go no, rush your guys? There you go. So then if you're a Browns fan, you're like, okay, we hold our own destiny. Maybe even the Steelers are going to give us a little break here. Ben Roethlisberger is 45 years old. He keeps saying he's coming back. He's not coming back. Um, but also don't underestimate us. Also don't un- underestimate the fact that the Steelers, and the Browns hate each other. They may go out there and play balls of the walls just to spite the Browns. Good rivalry, very good rivalry. But once again, okay, this isn't like the Jets trying to win their first game. This is the Steelers. They've, you know, they've done what they've done. They did what they had to do today. There's no there's no division on the line next week. But what do you think, Eddie? So this is the thing. If you're the if you are the Steelers and you're smart about your players, right? You you rest the guys, just like Dick said. But also like Dick was saying. They are a rivalry. There's a big rivalry. So you go balls to the wall. And so, I, I mean, it, the fans are going to want balls to the wall. They're going to want to go all out. They're going to want to see it all. From a, the coaching standpoint, hold hold some of your guys back. Rest your guys. You don't need to go out and get some of your guys hurt. That's just me. But what the fuck do I know? Well, no, I, I think I kind of agree. I, I agree with the whole – it's it's Big Ben – He's not young, Big Ben. He doesn't have people just hanging off of him, throwing the ball down the field anymore. He also does not have a big winning streak going in. They lost three of their last four. So we'll see. I'm not going to lie. I hope the Browns get into the playoffs. I mean, they've got the longest streak. It's been like 2002. 2020 has been a year. Let's change it up a little. Let's get the Browns in there. I'd rather see the Browns. and I, I hate the Steelers. I mean, I'd like to see the Browns in there, so that'd be kind of cool. All right, so before we move on from the NFL, I think we have to follow up from our last episode. We were talking about our boy T-Law coming out to you straight out of Clemson. I think this week we have solidified the fact that Trevor Lawrence will be going to the Jags in the first round with the Jags clinching their first position for the 2021 NFL Draft. You know, side note, I thought it was hilarious watching that Bears-Jags game on, on Red Zone. I thought it was hilarious watching the Bears score in Jacksonville as Graham caught that first touchdown, and the Jacksonville fans that were there like erupted in applause. I, 
<laughs> it's so counterintuitive to everything we've seen, but hashtag 2020, why not? So I really don't think it's a discussion. First pick overall is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Looking at uh, Mel Kuyper, you've got Sewell, an offensive tackle out of Oregon is number two. Justin Fields being argued as number three out of Ohio State. Jamar Chase at LSU at number four. And then Micah Parsons, a linebacker out of Penn State, coming at number five. So, Kurt, I want to kick this over to you, man. I know you follow this shit closely. What do you think? What, what do you think is going to be number two? Yeah, I think they're going to build around Sam Darnold. Uh, right. I think Sam Darnold is kind of – I know it's only two games, but I think he's in a little bit of Trubisky land. Dude, they're yeah. doing these things at the end of the year that are making the organizations kind of go, mm, maybe we don't have to move on. I definitely think Sam Darnold was on a shorter leash than Trubisky. I think they're going to build around him. I think they're going to go somebody offensive line number two. I definitely don't think they're going Justin Fields. All right, so if everything keeps playing out the way it is – it looks like we have Falcons sitting at the third overall pick, which is an interesting play because who do you have as a Falcons quarterback other than Matty Ice? Do you think the Falcons come down and pick up Justin Fields? No. No. All right. Well, then the Dolphins have the fourth pick and the Bengals have the fifth pick. And then sixth pick is Eagles, seventh is Giants, eighth is Lions. Well, then the Eagles will take them, of course. Why not? Because <laughs> they need more quarterback controversy. Why not? No, um, I think – I think the Falcons, for you know what Matt Ryan's done to that organization, I don't think they piss him off right now. I think he's still. I don't, I don't think he's. I don't think he's much a, like, as much as likely as like Stafford is to leave his franchise. Yeah, uh, I think. I think Matty Ice stays there. I don't think they take a quarterback. Which is interesting because I mean, and, and Eddie, I'm going to let you jump in on this in a second, but just looking at this list. The only other two teams that I see that need a quarterback or could possibly argue from a quarterback other than um, the Falcons would really be the Lions. And Matt Stafford done in Detroit? I don't think so, man. I, I don't know. That's It's weird. So, Cousin Eddie, Kurt already kind of hit on it, and I know I hit on it too. Um, we've got pretty much – and I see three options within the top ten – you know, you've got the Falcons, you've got the Lions, who both have mid 30 year old quarterbacks who can still play. And you got to ask yourself that question Do you want to have like an Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre situation where a little bit of tense, but Aaron Rodgers learned a shit ton from Favre? You cannot deny it. Or do you think he slips a little bit farther? Do you think he maybe goes to the Broncos? I mean, look at Drew Locke. Do you think that Drew Locke is John Elway's guy? So, my, my honest opinion, I do not think that. Fields is going to is going to be up in that pick. I think he's going to drop a little bit. He's going to go number 10 to the Broncos. Elway likes to shake things up with his quarterbacks. He's not going to keep Locke. Uh, Locke is not the guy for the Broncos. Um, and so I think Fields, he's going to continue to drop in that line. Um, he's going to end up going with Elway. He's going to go to the Broncos and he's going to he's going to bring the Broncos to something good next year, man. I think that's what I, you know, the 2021 season is going to bring for the Broncos. Yeah, I actually read an article the other day where uh, they think they don't think Drew Locke's the guy, but they're thinking maybe somebody experienced. An article I saw had a quarterback from Las Vegas. Eh? Ooh, little Drew Derek Carr. Eh, that's who I thought. No, it was Mariota, actually. Go figure. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Told oh, shit, he's playing Las Vegas. Yeah, LA loves to shake that shit up. I've seen crazier things. He's brought, He's definitely brought in, you know, less talent so uh all right before we get off NFL, i know we said we would but there's one more thing we have to do 
let's let's predict. I'm going to give you the teams fighting for the final playoff spots, who they've got, and you tell me who you think is going to get that last spot. Ooh, All right, so starting with the NFC. East. Let's, okay, we already touched on that. You're going to go with your boys. I got it. Yes. Uh, I'll second that. Okay. The Rams got the Cardinals, so that's a big win in your end game. So it's basically going to be the Rams, the Bears, the Cardinals in that scenario for that last spot. Cardinals have the Rams, and the Bears have the Packers. Who's getting the last spot? So I'm curious where Eddie's sitting on this, but the way I understand if the Rams win, they're in. They control their destiny. Right. So it's it's basically if uh, – Yes, if the Rams win, they're in. If they get beat by the Cardinals, the Cardinals are in. And then the Bears need a little help. They need to beat the Packers, and they need the Cardinals to lose that game to the Rams. So, Eddie, I'm going to let you hit this first. So, I don't like playing games with that too much, like the mind game. So, I'm going to say no to the Bears, right? They're going to need too much help. Um, I'm going to say... I'm gonna I'm gonna go in with the Packers, right? Okay. All right. So the Packers are gonna beat the Bears. So do you think uh, Packers are gonna beat the Bears? Okay. So then it really stays between LA and the Cardinals. Who wins in that game? Cardinals. All right. So the Cardinals are in. Okay. What about yes. you, Dick? Late on me. I'm gonna go a little different direction, man, and I'm gonna use some historical perspective here because I'm gonna dick it up. The Packers have been known to sit their dudes if they've already clinched. I don't think that's going to change. I think the Packers are going to, if assuming they win this game tonight against Tennessee, they're going to clinch. They're going to be fine. I think they've got home advantage at that point. They're going to go ahead and relax their dudes, maybe play the first half. It gives the Bears a chance to win. The Bears can bear things up, but it's not browning it up. And I think they have a chance. Flip side, the Rams are going down in a heap of fire. Like, it is embarrassing to watch. I don't know where their offense went. Like, Goff just takes, you know, third down, 16-yard sacks out his ass. And I think Kyler Murray has magic in the bag. So, I'm going to say the Bears actually beat the Packers and the Cardinals beat the Rams, and it puts the Bears in. I don't think the Bears are getting in. I think the Packers the Packers are literally playing for the bye. Uh, they have to win – to essentially clinch the bye because the Saints and Seahawks have a chance at it. Fair enough. So I'm saying, you know, that was probably an FYI I should have told you before you gave that. But anyway, uh, kind of pulled a dick move there. Very good. Um, so I don't think the Bears are in. So I think it's the winners between the Cardinals and the Rams. And, yeah, uh, talk about two teams that have kind of shat the bed lately. I'm going to, for the hell of it, I'll go Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. Sure, why not? I'll, I'll I'll give the Cardinals that last spot in the NFC. So when the Rams win it all or get in, we're all wrong. Sweet. Exactly. There we go. Uh, for the AFC spot, okay, the AFC is kind of fun. I'll give you the teams and basically give you a quick summary of what they need to happen. Dolphins need to win against the Bills or they need the Ravens, the Browns, and the Colts to lose. The Ravens just need to beat Cincinnati or the Browns and the Colts lose. 
The Browns win and you're in. They need to beat Steelers. That's it. So, oh, and then you got Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis needs uh, a losses losses by the Titans in their last two games, which is currently happening right now as we speak, because you said, what was the score, Dick? Uh, 33-14 as we talked. Okay. Or they need a loss by the Ravens, the Browns, or the Dolphins. So a couple of things can happen there. I'll start it off. I'm thinking the Ravens get in because they're playing the Bengals. And unless you're the shitty God, I don't know why I love them. Houston Texans that lost to them today. Not even going to get into that. Uh, I think they beat the Bengals. So they get one of those two spots. The bills are going to be tough. I think they're going to be playing for some placing. I think they beat Miami. And like I said, I don't know if the Steelers go balls to the wall next week. I'm going to give that last spot to the Browns. So I'm going to take an uneducated because everything you said is complicated. Um, I'm glad you got it down. I'm just going to say I hope the Dolphins make it because why the fuck not? Sure, That's my not? take. I got second, you some tour. Yeah, and I'm going to second you on that one. I'd, I would like to see the Dolphins go. I mean, just like you said, why not? Um, the rest of it seems kind of fucked up and crazy, but – uh, yeah, it'd be cool to see the Dolphins go. I, I honestly think the Bills are going to continue to go uh, and and dig a little bit deeper. But um, oh no, don't get me wrong. For the excitement portion, I'd love Tua and I'd love Baker. I don't know what it is about the Ravens. I think them shitting the bed last year uh, kind of. I I they had a chance. I'd like Dolphins and Browns for excitement, but but that's just that's just me. Yeah, it'd be exciting for sure. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Oh, wait, That's a, wait, no. no, I'm sorry. <laughs> wrong, wrong podcast. Wrong. Um, <laughs> lots on NFL. Let's get into that third dram. Ooh wee! I'm ready to get there, man. I'm pretty sure I might already been on it. So, Eddie, you're a newbie. Kurt and I are going to take a, a whack at this first so you kind of see what we do as cool. we go through the uh, the nosing notes and into the tasting notes. So, Kurt, I'm going to kick us off, man. I'm going to just do take it, the Dick. stick. Take it on me. I'm going to take the big stick. All right. So on this one, I get like classic vanilla and cinnamon, a little bit of barrel spice, and a little bit of oak. Nothing overwhelming. It's not bad it's not amazing it's a you know i i kind of give the nose a b plus i didn't say that earlier the palette's a b minus c plus i'm just gonna give a c plus c plus for argument's sake the weird thing on here is like there's this slight sour note on the back end that i can't quite place so it's interesting um i don't know if that has to do with possibly being a you know a sour mash yeah it's it's interesting Dick, what what did you say you're drinking? Uh, I'm drinking the uh, Broken Fence single barrel. So this one comes in at a, a little toasty 95 proof. Nice. So yeah, uh, the taste on the Jack Daniels single barrel rye special release. Good, delicious. Hot. That's what I got. Yes, it was like I texted you right away. It's like a roller coaster, a very steep one. It hits you with the heat, and then it just 
glides down. It's awesome. Um, and then the flavors just opened up, like I said, once I got the palate open. Um, chocolate, fruits, darker fruits, like that dark cherry on the nose, definitely got that. Uh, I got the candies. I got kind of the red candies. Very good. The one thing that was a little, you can tell the rye spice was there. Uh, you know, your, your traditional rye spices. Cinnamon for the most part, if I'm picking a spice on this one. But man, it was good. It was dark. It was like that, um, like when I told you the the E.H. Uh, e. Taylor Barrel Proof, how it was yep. a whiskey butter in your mouth that just sat there melting rye butter right here on this bad boy good stuff good stuff a little bit of spicy butter yes i'm curious man i got one thing that you didn't call out here and i'm curious where you placed it did you get me just take a glass to help you did you take get any nuttiness on it specifically as you let it sit and just linger on the palate like the oil dissipate like the aftertaste you wish it around do the kentucky chew you know chomp on it a little bit any nuttiness there? I got a little bit of peanuts. Not as much as I did in the single barrel barrel proof. No, 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 not really. Just still kind of getting the fruit, getting the spice. A little bit, like I said, the red candy. Uh, on this taste, I'm I'm definitely getting more of the spice on this taste that I'm getting. Not not too much. Uh, no nuttiness. Now you're talking like, are we talking about like that funk nuttiness? Or are we talking no. about? The, no? I'm talking like peanuts, like peanuts. After you like you're you're the, after you eat a handful of peanuts, like I'm not. I'm just talking salted peanuts, not honey roasted. Just salted peanuts, and you let it sit for a little bit, and then right on the not both sides back. Peanuts, right? No, no, okay. no, not getting that. But okay, I mean it. It was a pleasant it's peanuts. Good. It's good, Eddie. What you got there, buddy? What you tasting? What you tasting in that Wella special okay. reserve? So I gotta give another. I'm gonna give another sip, man. All right, I'm gonna give you like, even though I'm a noob to this, it's okay. There's no wrong answer here. I'm gonna fucking pro it up for you. Real you quick. can say dog shit, dude. I, I believe it. You don't like Weller, dude? What, no, I do. No, I'm just trying like to emphasize that you could. Okay, you can say it tastes like a uh, dental dam. I don't know something that Dick would like. Um, <laughs> you, you could say something in it. I, I would. Do, I'm just trying to emphasize. It's what you taste. So All rubbery. Right. Oh, dude, that's probably right. what that black wedge shit you like is. Tastes like is a dental dam. Yeah, that's fucking gross, man. No, what's that? What's that one, Kurt, that you talked oh, about? Oh, the Black the Ridge. The Black Ridge probably tastes like a dental. That dam was a weird rubber. one, man. That one I was ready to throw. It, like, and it, it tastes like old time. basketballs. Yes, from that Fiesta, Texas. Gross. You remember the way the basketballs at Fiesta, Texas smelled? Like out on your hands oh. afterwards. Yeah, like, yeah. Like a <laughs> bunch of dudes have been touching that shit. Mm, not that I don't. I think we went to a different Fiesta, Texas, there, buddy. Um, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, but it was a weird, weird bottle because I found myself craving it, and by the time I knew it, I I finished it, and somebody actually commented on that picture that I put a month ago, and said, "Isn't this stuff phenomenal?" I was like, "If only you knew the backstory of you know how this bottle just threw me for a curve." But anyway, back to your palate there, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 
I've I've tried doing a few different things, kind of like Dick teaches me, right? Uh, I'll sip it a little bit, right? I'll, I'll give it a little swirl and then I'll, I'll sip it. Mm-hmm. And originally, like I started getting some vanilla. I started getting that vanilla, that smooth taste to it. Um, but the more I do it, I get a little bit of honey. Uh, and of course I get the oak taste, but then I, I try to breathe while I do it and let it in that smell and through my nose a little bit. So I get some cinnamon. Um, and then I know it sounds a little weird, but I, I get a little bit of dried grass in there too. Does that's that a, make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah. One. No, that's a common one. There are some yeah. grassy ones out there, especially on your, we've had this conversation before Dick where the wheat ones, are you tasting a good wheat? Or are you tasting a shitty wheat that may come off as a grass? Um, I got gotcha. you. Definitely been in there. Yeah. Well, now get this though. Like when I sip it and then I, I give it a little bit of the chew, mm-hmm. I get some, I still get some of the honey, but I get some apple in there too. Nice. A little bit of apple, maybe some peachiness to it. Uh, not too much, but a little more peat, a little more apple though. Uh, but then go. there's something like in the back, right? So like the more I breathe with it and the more I, I continue to sip on it and let it rest on the back of my, on the back of my tongue, I get like this. I don't even know what it is. It's, it's kind of like a peppery taste, like kind of like a black pepper or a peppercorn maybe. Uh, and I think that's, that's probably like the sensation from the wood, the oak, but oh. I don't know, man. It's that's all good stuff. Yeah, man. It tastes good though. Shit. I keep yeah, drinking I, it. As I'm as I'm getting into the I poured myself a big ass dram because I told myself I was not gonna pour another one because I want to save this bottle and I'm finding that very hard. But I've I've got a couple drinks in me and the flavors are just opening up big time on this Jack Daniels. I'm I'm back to that red candy. I'm tasting red cherries on this bad boy and it is so good. Like, yeah, palettes, palettes adjusted, but a couple shots of rare breed to open up kind of working. But, yeah, no, that's a that's good stuff, Eddie. Um, that's you know, a cool it, thing. It, it gives me a constant tingle on my tongue, man. So thank you, Dick. And backstory, I don't know if I've talked about this. Grandson of old Eddie Russell. Met him at a tasting, and I'm I'm new. I'm fresh into whiskey, and I literally asked him, hey, man. When people say they're tasting things, is this stuff getting pumped in? And he literally, he said, no, you're tasting whatever your brain tells you you're tasting. So that's the cool part. Um, there is no wrong answer other than it's really smooth. Yeah. And even that, I mean, at least you try. Don't be a, don't be a dick. Um, I feel like the more I drink, though, right, the more of this stuff that I'm drinking and I'm tasting, everything just becomes smooth. And I don't know if that's just because... It's true because you're drinking lower proof stuff. So as you drink more, what you'll notice is typically is that the lower proof stuff is harder to pick notes up on. And so you'll want to move up in the proof range. Yeah. And don't give up too much. I want to get, I want to ask you a really good question when we get towards the end, because we're in our third dram and we're changing it up. We're going to do a little mix segment here. This is our last show of 2020. No denying that 2020 has been a complete shit show. Uh, except for maybe one guy that I'm going to chime into in a little bit. Hey, man, I'm getting $600 to buy a PS5. Hell yeah, brother. Fuck. Um, I want a PS5, dude. You're getting $600. You'd be fine. Go get it. I would want want a PS5. 
but I'm a grown ass man. Uh, so anyway, moving on. So we're gonna do a segment. We're gonna mix whiskey and sports, and we're gonna give you our favorites of the year in both, and we're gonna give you our disappointments of the year in both. Kind of, kind of our way of wrapping up this crazy 2020. Uh, which you know, who knows? Maybe 2021 will just be a continuation. But well, and and not to interrupt you there, Kurt, but it's almost like that's like the the name of our podcast here yeah no shit <laughs> all right dig threw me off there you got a little deep uh so what do you guys i'll leave it up to you cousin eddie you're the guest here do you want to go with the favorites or the disappointments uh i want to hear the sad shit first man so let me see the disappointments good idea and bad the news first after. i like it good because if you had said favorites i was going to tell you to go fuck yourself and we were going to no, do it man. anyway but no, no, um disappointments <laughs> just okay so I'll ask you one more thing. Do you want to go with the whiskey first or do you want to go with the sports first? Let's go with the sports first and then the whiskey. Finish it there strong with the go. good old the good old drink. There we go. Okay, so then let's start into it. I will start us off because I got a feeling we're all going to say the first thing. Uh, and we've actually talked about this. The biggest disappointment of 2020 in sports, besides just the overall theme of COVID, I think that's such an overall theme that you, you don't have to go into that individually. It's got to be in January. It's got to be Kobe. I mean, that Goat. was tough. Man, you're making, was, you're making me get all like, well, I'm getting well emotional up. just talking about it. And, and the crazy thing is when me and Dick started talking about the show, we said that we wish we had it in January just to – have done a specific segment when that happened because of the impact of, of what had just happened. Um, I mean, I can go into a long rant on Kobe. And I think he deserves it. I mean, I think so many people have done like great tributes to the goat. Yes. And let's be honest. It's not even the fact that like he was a goat, right? I mean, that that's implanted in no. our carts, but no. at the same time, I, just like the situation surrounding it and, him coming back from all that stuff that happened to him when he switched from, you know, eight to 24 and what a good father he was. And I don't want to get into it too deep, but man, it was, I don't know. It it was, uh, I think it's one that kind of like, it was one of the ones I grew up with and that's hard seeing. Right. right? And that's exactly what I was going to say. It it hit me and I don't want to get into a comparison game. I don't think that would be fair, but there, you know, there are the celebrity deaths that, that occurred and you're like, Oh shit, I didn't know him personally, but it has its effect. And this was definitely one of those that was up there on me because I'm not going to lie. Kobe was always the villain. Okay. Oh, for sure. Every finals Kobe was the villain. You know, whether it was going against, I was a huge Allen Iverson fan. Mm -hmm. I wanted Reggie to finally get a ring. Uh, You know, (sighs) Reggie, yeah, you know, playing the magic and Dwight Howard, I was always rooting against him. But then you started thinking about the math, the simple math. I spent hours in front of my TV watching Kobe Bryant just because he was always in the finals. And then you think about it, I watched Kobe Bryant more in my lifetime than I did Michael Jordan. Yeah. So it's like, oh shit! Like I spent like this kid, this guy, like. He was a kid raised weird. kids. Yeah. Like he raised those kids that loved basketball and all they did was sit in front of the TV and watch basketball. Like our, our generation that didn't watch that doesn't remember watching Michael his entire career. Right. Like 
you call millennials, whatever it is, but like our us older millennials. I mean, we knew Kobe. Yeah. I mean, you didn't go to the, you did not go to the wreck. You did not go to the, to the park. And when you did a fadeaway jumper and you hit it, you didn't do Michael. No, you said Kobe. When you threw like, the trash away. Yeah, said, exactly. Dude, I did. I do it at work. Like, I mean, like Kobe, like you spent hours and that's, I definitely think that that was the biggest, you know, and it's just, you know, you're not going to sit here and ranking tragedies is horrible. But when you look back, I think that's a huge impact and disappointment uh, from 2020 is when we lost Kobe. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, cousin Eddie, I know, man, we, we get, we get lost down these bunny trails, these rabbit holes, whatever you want to call them, man. What were, what was your thought about Kobe? I mean, what, what, how did you react to it all? Where do you that's, rank that in the 2020 tragedies? That That's a tough one. Um, I mean, there's not really much more that I can say that y'all already haven't. Um, I remember being at the grocery store and seeing it on, seeing it on the news, you know, pulling it up on my phone and getting the alert. Kobe Bryant killed in, in a helicopter crash. And yeah. that's one of those things. It like, like Kurt said earlier, you don't know him personally, right? But it because you grow up with them, you you watch them on TV. There's someone that you see all the time. That I was standing there, man. My knees got weak, and it's just like you you kind of freak out for a second, like you already knew them, like they're a family member, and yeah. it just it it was crazy, man. It's 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 tough to see that. It's sad. It's also crazy the world we live in. Like you see the first report, and you're like, oh no. But no, it can't be the yeah. second that TMZ says something that hasn't happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it's, it's like, got to be real. This happened. Like, yeah. oh, shit. That was when I was like, oh, this this happened. Like, that's sure. where we live in. Uh, so, yeah, um, I, I think it's and I'll, I'll close it out or I'll, I'll close my comments, at least with this. Like there are moments in your life where you remember where you were when X happened. Right. And people remember where they were when they heard news about 9-11. I remember where I was when. Kobe died. Like I remember seeing that hit the news. I was standing at the armadillo and I remember seeing it. And I remember calling C Jacks up. Hopefully we'll have him a couple weeks, but I remember calling C Jacks up. I'm like, dude. And man, we were both fucking crying. Like, yeah, no, for sure. Anyway. Um, another thing that stuck out to me sticking in the basketball world. We, we didn't get March madness this year, man. Our transition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How, how do you come out of that one right there? Uh, yeah, dude, March March Madness. I mean, you got to ask, like, how many vasectomies got canceled this year because they couldn't watch March Madness? <laughs> oh, shit. That's when yeah. I got mine. We missed the – we missed the – whoa, <laughs> a little personal there. Um, Talk about getting in their ass and deep like, tell you what. <laughs> you kind of snipped me off there. Um, yeah. But so a little we short. Didn't, we didn't get the uh, – we didn't get the March Madness memories, the buzzer beaters. You know, we didn't get to see some of these guys that ended up going into the draft, get to do the glorious runs and everything. So that was that was kind of a bummer this year. Um, but I go back to like our NBA segment, NBA draft specifically. Like you hit the nail on the head in that episode, I think, when you talked about like, oh, Obi Toppin, who is this guy? Like who watched him? Because when you see these guys plays and typically in the tourney, like you're watching them just like for a weekend straight and you're like, oh, shit, that dude's fire. Like, we did not see that this year. And I think that's why when we did the NBA draft, like you and I had to do, do a lot of research on these guys because who's watching yeah. X team other than it's your team. Cause there's so many college basketball games. 
Yeah. If it's definitely. not on ESPN, like it's not Duke in North Carolina, like who's watching it? I don't know. Yeah. Um, which we'll get into in another episode about the current world of college basketball. But yeah, those were those were some disappointments. Now we gotta switch it over. We've got to get into the whiskey world. Um I'm gonna let you take that one, Dick. All right, so I feel bad saying this one, and I don't want it to be like a hate train because it's not a hate train. Um, I really like where they're going, and I love their bottle design. You've I talked about it. Don't say it. I think, don't fucking say it. <laughs> I think that they're going the right way, but Smoke Wagon for me, and I think for you as well. And I've had two of theirs. I think you've only had the the uncut unfiltered, but I've had both of theirs. And both of them are, are solid B minuses, C pluses for me, um, depending. I think the uncut, I gave it B minus. The uh, straight bourbon whiskey, I gave a C plus. It's not because they're bad. It's because the hype train was so heavy on this. And this gets into a whole nother yeah. segment and area of just like the whiskey gram or like a you know, whiskey Facebook, bourbon junkies Facebook, like people like getting groups and it's great. But you you can create these artificial hype trains, and everybody's palate's different. And you're like, holy shit, this is gonna be the holy grail. I got my hands on the holy grail. I spent seventy five dollars on this uncut unfiltered. This is gonna be the holy grail. And you try it, and you're underwhelmed. And yeah. I think that's what it is. Not so much disappointment, it's underwhelmedness. I love their products, and I'm gonna try more of their products. You called out like I think it was the Desert Rose on our last one with the blue stamp. Yeah, I yeah. want that now. Desert it's Jewel not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not that I don't like their whiskey it said i think for what i was expecting i was expecting like a you know a whiskey explosion in my mouth and it's different it's different and that's okay keep in mind there's still mgp juice i really want to see what they do when they get a little bit more refined and a little bit more mature so that's mine it'll what be about interesting you to, it'll be interesting to see because they're going to deal with some of the same things that the texas whiskeys deal with they don't have those traditional seasons so well, that whiskey is going to age a lot faster but i, I don't it really is. Go for that but i mean that's going to be the fun of it i mean you get desert yeah. nights which are cold and yeah. hot ass summers it's going to be that's what i love dude like whiskey nerd i mean it's like it's not that it's bad it's not yeah. that the texas are bad it's different from what we <laughs> traditionally know it's not no. kentucky it's not the Ohio River Valley. It is not Tennessee. It is different. And we like that. So nerding yeah, out that was, here. That was a tough one. And I, I think we ran into the same problem. It's hard to have a disappointment after this year of bourbon, man. It There's was some great ones. Stuff. I don't want to throw the names out there, but I understand these bottles get hypes and then you get excited. And like I said, there was a, definitely a couple, but I only had small samples. So I don't want to throw their names out there. But then it's like, oh, shit, okay, I've got to get my own taste because these ones that people are just overhyping just aren't for me because maybe the taste is different. You know what you like. Right. But it's FOMO. It's a fear it's, of missing out, right? Like exactly. you think you're going to miss something. Yeah, you got to have it. And nobody wants to say <laughs> it wasn't what I expected. I think that's what's great about like our podcast and not to toot our own horn, but like I don't want to just keep reverberating this same echo chamber of it's amazing, go get it. I want to be real with you. Like, whether it's Cousin Eddie with us, who's a, a novice when it comes to the whiskey game, or it's someone who's like way up there listening to it. Yeah. Like, we're going to be honest here. Yeah. Uh, man, like I said, there wasn't a lot of disappointments. <laughs> the only one I could think of was the Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. Which I haven't tried yet. 
and we had a talk about that. That shouldn't have been a surprise because I'm not a big Woodford guy, which is weird because it's the same people that make Old Forester, and I'll get into one of their it's bottles Foreman, in, right? in a little bit. Yeah, Jack Daniels. Uh, and I was kind of, you know, that was another one. There's people that say that will post it. They love it. And then one dude put the classic meme where it's the guy sitting at the table saying, change my mind. And he literally posted uh, Woodford Reserve Double Oak tastes like I licked a old tree in the morning. And I'm like, oh, shit, it does. Like, Good for him, wet, though, for being honest. He put old wet tree in the morning. Um, I Ooh, didn't like it. Because we've and, all done that. Yeah, but it, that's funny because he nailed it. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's my really only disappointment. Uh, some of the bigger bottles that I got excited for didn't live up. You know, they didn't even match like my go-tos. Like I would take Maker's Mark cast drink over a lot of those bottles that I tried that were getting big names um, or big shout outs. <clears throat> now, Eddie, I'm going to wait because I'm going to wait till the end to ask you just kind of an overall question about this year in, in whiskey for you. All right. Um, Sounds good, but we'll 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 change it up. We'll go f- we'll go favorites now. We go in sports. We go in whiskey. Uh, we got to go sports. Okay, because we'll we talked about a little bit. Let's do sports first, and let's let's transition to whiskey. But I want to let Eddie kind of take the first on the uh, the sports man. All right, cousin Eddie, I'll I'll, I'll have you kind of turn the uh, mood up a little bit. We'll go to the. F- favorites of the year starting in the sports world so what was the highlight of 2020 for you when it came to sports so i I don't okay i don't have like a favorite team that i'm constantly rooting for or anybody you know that that just makes me super excited but overall i think looking into the sports world at least in football uh Seeing those teams that were not supposed to win, right? The underdogs, all the teams that had losing records or, you know, they were not expected to win by any means. They played lights out. They played the best game that they had had. And these, it didn't just happen one time. There were multiple games that there were several different teams that won these games that they should not have won. And for me, Watching sports, watching football on TV, drinking drinking cold beer and sipping on some whiskey was the best part of this year in sports uh, uh, to see like these it. teams win, and it was it was exciting, right? It just it gave some excitement, and I don't know, it was fun. It was a fun yeah, time, yeah. And that's exactly why we started this podcast: whiskey, yep. sports, and of course, beer. Yeah, I like that. Sit on Love the porch, watching some beer. Always, man. I'm trying to trying to lose trying to lose some LBs, man. So switching listen, over to the listen, to the lower listening calories. To some, listening to some Morgan Wallen shit, right? <laughs> fuck, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Dick. What do you got? What was your highlight of the year? All right, so I'm gonna make this kind of tie into the Kobe thing. Like, I think the Lakers winning the championship. Um, was poetic, especially with the Kobe loss. Would have loved for Kobe to be there, but uh, you can't help but think like that was not part of the drive. As much as LeBron is in for the rings, like I feel like there was something deeper with that entire team this year. I will say, though, my overall favorite thing about sports in 2020 and the highlight was, we talked about this already, Adam Silver in the bubble, man. Like, How can you not appreciate what he did? Oh, yeah. 
and I don't think they're going to, well, they're not doing it this year. Maybe they'll fail and get back but to it, but it was as, the right answer. Just as impressive as the Knicks beating the Bucks tonight. Hell yeah. Anyway, I had to throw that in there. Just as impressive is shut your face. They turn around and they're playing another season. That's a, that's just as impressive. And see, I would almost say that that's, I don't say not impressive. It is impressive that they did it, but I almost feel bad for these players, man. Like you think about hard LeBron, to feel LeBron get a month off. Hard to feel bad for him. It's hard to feel bad for Giannis at any point. Yeah. Five year, $250 million. Uh, on the football side, I, I, one team that I'm, I'm kind of like rooting for and pulling for right now, I want KC to win it all. But I kind of like the Bills, man. I kind of like the Bills, like doing their thing. I like watching them play. I think they've got a little rough and ready kind of play style. I know you on tables and shit. Hell yeah. I mean, why not? The thing is, like, you got to give the city of Buffalo some love. Like, they are the smallest NFL market. (laughs) That's it. That's all I got to do. They're the smallest NFL market, and they're they're rocking it, bro. Like, and I do in Green Bay. Ooh, yeah, I think so. I don't Um, know, but I think they are. The city of Green Bay owns the teams. I don't know. Yeah. Um. The the thing that (laughs) Green Bay is so popular, it gets more televised national broadcast. So I think Buffalo still gets a kicker there. But coming from San Antonio, where we have a small market team, I got to give a props to the Bills. True that. True that. Nothing says 2020 like the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) If the Buffalo Um, Bills win win the Super Bowl, that would be hashtag 2020. Yeah. So we talked about this as well. 2020 was rough for me. Uh, It was hard to pick a highlight because football sucked so much for me this year. Um, oh, cry me a river. There was several weeks where I'm trying to at least watch a tech game on a Saturday and the Texans on a Sunday, and I don't have, you know, except for the drinking, there wasn't much going on. So if I had to pick a favorite, we know how much I love my alma mater. Mahomes winning the Super Bowl. Like I said, he may be the only person who didn't have a rough 2020. Uh, Him and Giannis. Like, Super Bowl... Still kicking ass. Has his team posed for another run. Half a billion dollar contract. Got married. Took a badass Christmas picture in a Coors Light onesie that I instantly wanted to order. I mean, yeah, I guess that was the cool part. Show some love to the to the hub, Lubbock. Um, and then, honestly, I'm going to get a little mushy here, man. Starting this podcast this year was probably the highlight in sports for me because – you always have the cliche, you know, don't just talk about it. Well, now we can literally fucking talk about it all we want. And I'm literally watching sports and watching these whiskey YouTube videos. And it's something that I'm putting into use. And I mean, it's been badass. So I think that's been the favorite. That's been a highlight, you know, one love brother right back at you. I think it goes to, you, to the fact, and I think this is where you're getting is like, don't talk about it, be about it, right? Right. And oh, yeah. it gives the fact, like, we get to be about it for once. Like, that's fun. Like, this is a passion we have. So, whether you hate us or love us, or, you know, you've been a long term drammer or a first time drammer or a first time guest, like Mr. Cousin Eddie here, like, Cousin Eddie. 
like these are these are milestones for us man like we hit 10 episodes 100 followers we got our first coat or our first guest you know this this is this is fun man like first three or four months of doing this like, shout out to the wives for putting up with our asses oh dude no shit i think it just gives my wife the excuse to go watch hallmark movies though while we do this so true i mean yeah Okay, enough mushy gushy shit as I do some more whiskey. I, I love Hallmark movies, man. Don't get <laughs> me started. I no, no, I, I watch them. I'm not gonna lie. I get it kind of invested. every time I go. I'm like, oh, okay. Which who's the millionaire that owns a Christmas tree farm? And how how did she did she go to high school with them? Oh, on. we knew this was gonna be a long one because we're having fun. We got a we got a, a good buddy here, so we knew this was gonna be extra long. But that's okay. Our favorites for whiskey, and we'll we'll keep it simple. What was our favorite whiskey of 2020? Or what was our favorite tw- trend? What did we enjoy uh, besides this podcast? Dick, take it away. Um, I've got two. So I'm going to go with the whole High West lineup. Um, I've really become a fan of what they've got going on. Another, you know, West, um, Western US MGP uh, distillery, but uh, now it's a distillery, Sorcerer, who is becoming a distillery. But their, um, their ability to kind of like pick and pull the best of the best, and especially their finishing process love their finished whiskeys and then kind of like a ode to the great you know the brown foreman um old forester 150 i was able to pick that up for black friday hitter man like that was your loved favorite. it that was hands down my favorite bottle that i was able to have this year nice all right so kurt what about you man man it was a good year for bourbon um you know definitely found some new go-to's I uh, definitely found some that I'm going to be having in my cabinet early times. 1920 could have been my whiskey of the year just because of how surprised I was for it, but I didn't go there. Woodenville, I had that early on in 2020. I forgot about that. So, you know, to celebrate my big move, um, you know, to the Houston area and everything, I had a, had a going away bottle and it was Woodenville and that was good stuff. But I have to go with the classic and the one that, you know, I sat there and enjoyed it the most, and it was E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof, man. I had a glass of that at a restaurant, and shout out to Whiskey Cake. Shout out to Whiskey Cake. It was phenomenal. Sat there, caught myself trying to not like not take that last sip because it was so <laughs> good. Had to get another one, very reasonably priced, but you had your classic. That was the that was the whiskey butter. I mean, it was literally sweet whiskey butter so good i mean i'm I'm gonna have to go back this weekend just talking about it no i think that's a excellent pick right there and i mean just like we said shout out to whiskey cake you want to try some expensive whiskeys and you want and you're in houston or san antonio or even dallas like head to a whiskey cake man they've got some great options there huge bar and they'll get a flight of four and they discount them a little bit not trying to say we have promo code because we don't but we'd recommend it all and right much this is our chance because you get the get the newbie's best perspective, and this is a question that I was waiting to ask you. I've been waiting too. How was bourbon for you in twenty twenty? How you liking it? And what are the bottles that you that stuck out to you? How good was Daddy Dick to you? Oh, <laughs> Daddy Dick <laughs> yeah. took you under his wing. Uh, Dick expanded my taste. Um, so I have to say, um, you know, definitely being a noob to the whole the whole whiskey deal, right? I've had whiskey, you know, nothing crazy good. You know, back at the bonfires, you drink all the cheap stuff, right? And just just random, random shit. And so, but this is a completely different world. And so 
Um, I'm going to actually pick three that have just kind of, that I know that I'm going to continue to restock. Right. So I like it. first one, Evan Williams, bottom bond. Um, it, and main reason it's cheap, right? You can get it for what? 15 bucks a bottle. Uh, it's, it's cheap and it is actually really good. It's something that you can continue to sip on, continue to drink. Uh, second one, Sazerac rye, super good taste. I mean, it's one of those ones that you, if you just tasted it and you didn't see the label, you would be, if you've had it before, you'd be able to tell it was Sazerac. Right. And so I'm going to fill up again on that Sazerac. And then, um, the third one is going to be the Weller. I, I, I should say Wellers, right? It's Wellers. <laughs> Fuck off, Dick. Uh, so Weller is, to me, super good, uh, smooth taste. It's got all those flavors that I that I was talking about earlier. Um, but Dick has expanded my taste, and and Kurt has has thrown in that Sazerac for me. So, Hell yeah. um, much appreciated, fellas. Hey, we're uh, happy. Appreci- appreciate happy y'all letting me in on that. Yeah, definitely, and bringing me into this and, and allowing me to get in on this. So um, those are my three, my three favorites of 2020 definitely coming in on 2021 will be in the, in the stock, but Kurt, we'll see what happens. Kurt, I don't know about you, man, but what I heard is a classic bourbon, a rye and a weeder. Like, no, man. I don't think you that intentionally did that, but like, I love the fact that you're already expanding your taste in the fact. No. That- and it's awesome because we've, you know, when we recommend the bottles to the newbies, I usually go Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. So, aka, well, it can be a little spicy common. for some people. Yeah. Uh, I always do the Zazarak ride to try something different. And I always go a bottled and bond to try something higher. And you nailed it, man. That was awesome. That's a, that's a great little lineup you put together there. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. And I'm glad that, uh, Dick's growing on you. You know, Dick tends to do that on people. You're um, a grower, not a shower. Gotta yeah. love, gotta love Dick, man. Gotta love Dick. Oh yeah. Um, no, man, it's been good having you here, cousin Eddie. I'm sure you'll be back soon. Uh, we have other guests that we'll also try to get on here, just for the, just for the sake of getting to uh, argue our ass off. That's what I look forward to most of the time. And Trying have three to hour episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Much appreciated, fellas. It's always a good time with y'all. I really appreciate it, and I'll definitely be back. We Trying to wrap it up. We have to give our rating on the drinks that we poured tonight. And then we will give our bold predictions for 2021. And then that will be it. We'll close out. And I'll start out just to get us going. There, this is an A minus. This Jack Daniels rye. It's good. I think that's what you gave it. The flavors are phenomenal. I'm trying to keep this bottle, um, but that's not going to happen. Jack Daniels continues to grow on me. Love it. The rye game, the the two that I did, Rare Breed and this bottle, just were perfect confirmation that I needed to broaden my rye horizons outside of Zazerac A-. minus. All right. So you kind of already went down that road. How's it compared to the Rare Breed, man? Ooh, I think I gave what? I gave Rare Breed an A. Like, I think Rare Breed was like that 90, 91 if I was going to, to dive into specifics. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, like, if I'm getting, like, if I'm going to zoom in because it's a close race, I'm going to say that uh, if if Rare Breed Rye was like a 90, 91. 93? You no. Know, 
Yes, 93, 94, it's good. I'm going to give Jack Daniels just the just because of the complexity of it. Rare Breed was very good, but with the the punch of the heat and then the mellow of the flavors, the this rye is delicious. So you heard it here first. Not go pick up some Jack Daniels Special Reserve, but do not buy six fucking bottles. Buy one. Let the guy behind you have one too. Like Kurt here saw like dudes buying like six bottles and yeah. fuck they that were, shit. Like, making pyramids and shit. Like, that's horseshit, dude. Like I, we don't even get on the secondary market. Like just don't be an asshole. Um, all right. So I'm gonna give my notes here. Um, we got this broken fence. Um, like I said, you know, the, the nose is kind of a B plus. I'd say the palate's kind of under underwhelms a little C plus. So overall, I'm gonna give you a B and B minus. But you know, there's so much to unpack here. Um, you know, it, it's a single barrel. It is from a Buffalo Trace subsidiary, which is super interesting. Um, there's you can't find a lot of it. You can't find barely there's like broken fence broken saddle broken thorn and they're all in that kind of same family is my understanding but we're only seeing it being picked up at specs we're only seeing guys on youtube pick it up oh i picked this up at specs i'm not sure it's like out there conspiracy theory dick says this is some sort of buffalo trace specs conglomeration thing which i'm not mad at but it's interesting i i would recommend it i think for the 26 dollar price tag i paid for it it's a buy so um all right cousin eddie man you're 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 last but definitely not least um what are you gonna get that no we're not gonna like push you to it like hold it to it but if you're to say like well or based off what you know like how does this kind of rate on the grading scale sir so weller man is i'm gonna give it like i want to be somewhere between like a a, a lower a like a minus i guess that sounds bad when i say minus so it's okay. the lower a and a higher b all right, right? It's somewhere in between so i'm gonna say like an 89 or a 90 if you're looking at numbers it's got great taste it's smooth you can continue to drink it you could probably drink the whole damn bottle if you really wanted to um i've done that <laughs> there you go so more than once that, <laughs> a solid a solid 90 <laughs> uh it's a great it's a great whiskey uh, it's definitely something to continue to drink. Um, if you haven't had it, you definitely got to try it. If I had a dollar for every time I got drunk drinking Weller Special Reserve with my dog watching one of the mini diehards, I'd have about $75. <laughs> so. nice. That's actually really wonderful right there, man. Yeah. Special times. <laughs> and just yeah. to cap it off, as well as like at 12 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Typically the that's the best time. It's the best time. You got to start drinking at like five o'clock in the afternoon and if you're gonna stay up until like three or four o'clock in the morning uh, yeah all right so appreciate that eddie thanks for uh, coming through with that love having you as a guest picker a guest host on our show um kurt i know you want to kind of uh lay it out with the predictions for 2021 we'll hit those real quick what you got man all right uh, i'll give you two bold predictions uh whiskey Eagle Rare is getting very hard to find around our area. Uh, I kind of see trends that you start making their way to Texas. I think early times is going to be the next Eagle Rare bottle. It's not going to be as easy to find for the price and you know just the posts that I'm picking up on social media. In sports, I'm going to try to stay away from football because we've talked so much about it. I'm going to go basketball. I think it's a big year for the trend of the superstars to kind of start changing up a little bit. I think John Morant and Trey Young 
really, I think they'll be in the MVP races this year. I think Trey Young is going to start following a similar path to uh, uh, Steph Curry, um, as in, you know, the superstars are going to start to change in a generation uh, kind of way. I personally love that John Morant call out. Like I think oh, yeah. he's he's on the on the bubble for MVP if not already there. Um, Eddie, let's kick you first. What is it, man? Uh, so I'm going with uh, with some MLB on this one. Uh, Mike, yeah, yeah. Uh, I grew up playing baseball, and uh, so it's something I've it's a sport I've always loved. Some, something that I actually continue to follow a little bit. Um, so Mike Trout's going to actually hit some 50 homers for the first time. Uh, and, and the reason I say that is because over the years that Trout's been in the league, he's led it in everything from stolen bases to RBIs, uh, even into intentional walks. And so the thing is, though, after these 10 years, he's never led the American League in home runs. So this year that's going to change. And so as, as long as the teams are able to play a full season, so 150 games per club, he's going to set a new career high of those 50 plus home runs. And so that, that's my prediction, right? That's something that I see coming and I, ho- I hope it stays true because Trout's actually a really damn good player. So hopefully Kurt, we see that happen. Kurt, I don't fucked up, dude. We, we were talking prior to the episode, like, Hey, what should we line up for Eddie to come in with ML or uh basketball or nfl dude like it should have been able mlb like i love it i love it i was like damn dude i was like i'm just watching baseball this year i love football man i love football and basketball i I played both of them growing up and and through high school and at least we know who to bring on for the mlb preview show no shit you'd be guest guest picker every summer episode we have i love it i'll be there all right all right Um, what you got sports world homer pick here 2021 college football playoff comes around. A&M's finally getting in because we got shafted big this year. I know I wanted to hold my feelings in, but I'm being no honest. Comments. No comments. Well, you I agree. promise you, you this, this will not be the uh, 12th man podcast uh, show. I promise you. We're, we're not going to turn it into that. I'm sorry. Who cried about AM not making the playoffs last podcast? All right. Um, I was giving credit where credit's due. You should have, you know, because you guys are always counting wrong with 12. You could have used an extra voter in there, apparently. E, sorry, had to, had to. All right, throw my last jab. So, well, hold on. I I don't. I mean, if that happens, I think the college football playoff does two, one or two things: either dissolves or it expands. I I think we're on the precipice. Seven years, it's not working the way we want it. So you have the same teams in every year. It's got to do one or two things. We didn't think the BCS would ever fall apart, but it did. Whiskey, I'm gonna go two here. OGD 114, one of my favorites, gets harder to find. Okay. Old Forester 1920, though. I hate to say, dude, because I don't want to jinx this. Audibly knock on wood here. I think it becomes allocated. I think it's going to pull like an EH Taylor on us and be like, what the fuck? I get small batch on the shelf any day. Now, I'm not barrel proof. If I get small batch a year ago, no problem. And I don't I th- know if it will be allocated just because that, that whole Old Forester line hasn't been around now for a little while. It has, but 1920s, I, I want to say only two or three years old. Like that prohibition style was only when people want something to get more, a little bit more proofy, be a proofy gal. No, it's up it's up there with that early times. I wouldn't be surprised for both of them. I, I guess so, what I'm getting at is like, no, and I'm not to cut you off, Eddie. I'm sorry. But my, my point here is that I'm not sure that Brown Foreman is ready for the demand of what we're going to see for this product. And it's going to take him a little while to ramp up to it. 
But what you got, Eddie? So this may be the stupidest question, but coming from someone that's kind of new to the game, what are y'all talking about when you say allocated? So I think that's a great question. Um, So allocated typically means something that you cannot readily find or is available on a shelf that you either have to do one or two things, either get on a list to um, essentially, I pay a certain dollar amount at this store. I spend this much money. I get on a list, a preferred list, a call list, or it becomes a raffle item, i.e. it is allocated to the stores only in certain batches or certain amount of cases. And the, the stores then either do one or two things, sell it to their um, their highest paying customers, i.e. the people spend the most money there, or they put it on a shelf for four to 10 times the price. Kurt, you got a different take on that? Nope. Right. You nailed it. Awesome. All right. So it's kind of like exclusivity, right? It is. In it's assen- essentially when a bourbon s- supply underwhelms its demand. So uh, they, the demand outpaces the supply. And so the distributors then have to allocate those boxes to their best customers. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Okay, cool. You spoke Dick's language there, buddy. Ooh. All I, right. Dick. I can't wait till we get someone on here who's like, that's not what it means, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, you ready to get over that goal line? Let's do it. Let's go, man. So we had an excellent episode. We kind of gave our little recap of 2020, gave you our insights, some of the things that we're predicting for the next year. We'll we'll be back uh, with a lot more NFL talk because then you know the season's coming to a close and it's just going to get more exciting each each week. New York's New Year's six. Hell yeah, uh, Eddie! Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm sure we'll have you back. Thank uh, thank you all for listening. I'll let Dick hit you with the social media updates again one more time before we get going. Yeah. So as always, team, um, don't be afraid to hit us up on the socials. The key ones for Thram, for THDRAM on Insta. We've got the Facebook for Thram and Goal. But like I said, at the top of the episode, we have a website now for Thram and Goal. dot com. Hit us up, man. You can send us an email through there. You can, you know, check out an Insta from there. We're gonna be expanding, blowing it out a little bit. But hey, we're here and we're ready to go. Yep. Uh, so 2020, I could have used several quotes, man. Um, but the one that I think is going to define it, it's going to be those, you know, on a serious note, I hope people get back on their feet. I hope it's a year of change and turn around for several people. And I think Michael Jordan had a great quote to kind of put 2020 in a nutshell. If you quit once, it becomes a habit. Never quit. So open those bottles. Be ready for 2021. Hit the reset button. And to the next snap in the next dram. Drink on, drammers. You want some Wellers, man? I got plenty. Weller. Huh? I still call it Wellers. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you, sound, you sound like Cousin Eddie. <laughs> wellers, man. You want some Wellers? People will be like, what the fuck is Wellers? Is that a new, <laughs> that a new version? This, that, <laughs> they're going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no one's going to give a fuck. <laughs>